Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Fulcher and welcome to the Talking Blarney podcast where we call out Hollywood for its paddywhackery in films and TV about Ireland. My name is Stuart McNamara and I'm here with my co-host Bort Cross. <laughs> Bort? Yes. My, my son's name is also <laughs> Very topical for today's episode. Rob, how's it going? I'm good, Stu. It's it's a lovely... Uh, um, we're not going through a visual means. It is a lovely sunny day here. Yeah, um, second time in podcast history, which is pretty much a record. It is. Stage. It's absolutely gorgeous out and we're in quite a warm little room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we can't open the windows anymore because there's people outside, but we're, we're going to stick through it for this podcast for the sake of art and art's sake. Yeah, and if you hear any kids playing, deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is uniquely Irish. Yep. And uh, today's topic is hurling, which neither of us know much about. So we're going to do our best with no prior knowledge uh, to explain it. I'll have you know, I played hurling in primary school Ooh. for like six years. Very good. For PE, I didn't play it properly. But, you know, I, I, I was never good at it. Uh, hurling is one of our national sports. Yes. Um, it is part of the GAA, which is the Gaelic Athletic Association. People think that there's only two sports in J, but they're wrong. You have Gaelic football, which is our version of soccer, really, more uh, than that. It's like, imagine soccer being pick up the ball. We'll probably talk about that in a future episode. Yeah. You have handball, which is, imagine if you were, uh, you know, bouncing a thing off a funny shaped wall. I've never really played handball. It's like tennis, but against a wall and you're using your hand as a racket. Yeah, I, I think it's it's a bit like, not badminton, what's the other one? Really? Squash. Yeah, yeah, it's like squash, but you use your hand and there's particular rules about it. I've never played, I will say. It's a, quite a more niche one. And you also have hurling and camogie, which camogie is the effectively an all-female version of hurling. But there actually are differences between the two of them for yeah. kind of very semantic it's... reasons. But yeah. But anyway, what hurling broadly is, is it's the fastest ball game in the world. Cool. Um, Take that, baseball. Yes. It's, it involves two teams anyway. Um, we organise on a county basis. Uh, here a uh, 32 county basis it's a ball game so what a hurley is or is a hurl a hurl <laughs> although those people are wrong uh it's like a, a it's a the main implement you use to strike the ball and it, it's sort of it, it's a piece of wood that's shaped to not be dissimilar to a hockey kind of i think stick i would say you'd almost say it's kind of a mix between a hockey stick and a baseball bat where, where the yeah. baseball bat's been flattened out into more of a hockey shape. It's got quite kind of a slender handle, not too dissimilar to a baseball bat, but it kind of widens out there towards the, the end. And that's the, I think that's called the boss is the bottom of it. So you use that and use that to pick up the ball and hit the ball. The ball is called a schlitter, uh, yes. which is an Irish word. I don't know the direct translation, unfortunately, but that's what it is. It looks not dissimilar to a baseball. I would have thought about the same size and weight. Yes, yeah, around that, except rather than having the kind of the, the knotting. Stitching. Yeah, the stitching, yeah. that's the word. Around it, it has like a solid black. It does. And there, there's the reason for that is you, you don't, you can hit the ball almost like you're playing golf down to like one yeah. side of the pitch. But generally you do is what's called rising the ball, which is you use the hurley to eventually roll the ball back towards you. And then you kind of knock it up onto your hurley yeah. and like balance it on the hurley. Then you knock, you can knock it into your hand then and then hit it down the, the pitch is vaguely how that works. I'd advise you to look this up. This isn't a great description because I haven't played it in yeah, over, a, well over a decade. It's a mental game. I mean, it's crazy to, to see people playing it. It is. And you, you've got goalposts at, at each time with, with goalkeepers and these lovely men in, in white tops who look like butchers, but they're actually the umpires. If you hit it over the crossfire between these two posts, that's one point. And then a goal just in the goalpost like you would in soccer is three points. Now, the main objective of the game really is to clatter the other team in the shins yes. with your hurley. It, it, it's quite, it is quite a violent game, particularly if you get into like Junior B and stuff like yeah. that. That's, it's with vicious. This very is very little protection. I mean, you have a helmet on with kind of a mesh face you guard. Do. That's it. 
And by the way, they had to make they had to make wearing a helmet mandatory because yeah. people still wouldn't, you know, because they were like, oh no, I can see yeah. better. And then they're but they'd be getting whacking each other in the and head. And the other the aspect of the hurley then is that it has a metal band around it. It sure does. So it's even more deadly. It really hurts. So it's it's a very aggressive game. Like yeah. you're, you're allowed to shoulder tackle the other players, and you know if you get knocked down, well, you better get back up. Yeah, pretty much. So it's quite an aggressive game. I, I think it's described in that Jason Statham film. I think he's it like a fight breaking out in a hockey pitch. And I was like, yeah, it's not exactly a million miles off. Yeah, I mean, he does a great uh, description of it. Yeah. Which, if I weren't lazy, I would cut into this, but I won't. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, when, someday, if this gets successful and we can get like a proper editor or one of us bothers <laughs> to learn it, then this will totally be great. Like, oh, you know well, I mean? yeah. Future note for someone else to do. We'll put it back in after the fact. And like we do series two and these are all oh, done yeah. properly. <laughs> Never gonna happen. But uh, the, the other big thing about hurling is that you said it was the fastest game in the world. And yet, unlike, say, baseball, you don't have a catcher's mitt. No. So you just bare hand catching this speeding ball yeah I believe you're allowed to you use your hurley to kind of knock it into your hand well, you can yeah. but you can also catch it uh, yeah you can tilt. you can and that would probably hurt well, it, I think there's a uh, I've been told anyway there's a special way of catching it to like knock your hand back to kind yeah. of reduce the, I, the impact I never got to the point where I was that good still yeah so the, 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 I suppose like it, is, it is quite we every kind of parish in Ireland would have its own club yeah. Really, a, a, a GA club, and that would they would do Gaelic football, camogie, and hurling generally, and they're all competing in a club championship then to be the best club team in Ireland. But we also organise on a county basis. All thirty-two yeah. counties plus London uh, plus New York because of the Irish expatriate po- yeah. population. And I believe it's non-paid, right? It's a club rather. Than this is entirely amateur. Club. This is entirely an amateur sport. Like people have full-time jobs and, and train for this. The managers get paid. That's about it. Yeah, that really. And there, there is like GA is a large enough organisation. They do have people that are there full time just keep things ticking over, but it's it's an amateur sport. It's, it's probably the largest um, amateur sporting thing in this part of Europe. I would have said at the very least. I mean, one uh, one expert way of telling if someone's Irish when you're on holiday somewhere else is you'll kind of notice the distinctive gadgers gad jerseys that yeah. people be wearing all the time. I will want that we we call GAA gat like yeah. GAA, like we just pronounce it like that. Not everyone does it, but it, it where we're from it would be quite common. Yeah, it's easy enough. But yeah, you'll you'll definitely notice the kind of very unmatching and unflattering colours that a lot of the county teams have. That's it. I mean, in in terms of um, that, we have Croke Park is really the the main ground of it. It's the main stadium where the All-Ireland Final is played in both hurling and Gaelic football and everything else. And it's it's one of the largest stadiums in Europe. I think it's the third or fourth largest stadium in the entirety of Europe. Could be. It's about 90-odd thousand, 93,000, I think is what it was. Um, I, I live up quite close to it so I, I do see it regularly find his house eh? find, yeah yeah but I think it's it's definitely the largest stadium in Europe that isn't used primarily for soccer or, yeah that's, or even that's probably very it, fair that is very fair but I mean we do use it for soccer in international well when, recently isn't that a yeah it was because we have the Viva Stadium formerly Lansdowne Road which was used for rugby and soccer but while that was being rebuilt they had to use it and there was quite a contentious thing there but that's it in terms of who are good teams at it well Kilkenny are called the Cats uh, because they have like yellow uh, jerseys with black stripes on them. They're pretty much seen as being one of the best hurling teams. They actually don't have a... It's the only county that doesn't have a Gaelic football team on a senior level, I understand, because they just focus so much on hurling. Yeah. Uh, some counties... Generally, counties will have teams in both of them. Ones will generally excel in the other. Like in terms of Gaelic football, you'd see Dublin have won five in a row. Kerry would be seen as having won the most. They've won about 35 championships. In hurling, it's generally Kilkenny would be considered quite good. Uh, Limerick has gotten a lot better. They've won about two, 2018, I think is what it was, or 2019. I think it was last year, I yeah. I think it was 2019, yeah. And other things like that. And Clare also are quite good as well. They won in 2017, I think, or 2016. Like I said, we, I don't follow this really at all. I'm only remembering bits yeah, and bobs, we have, but We have very little clue except from... But it's, it's very, it is very popular, and particularly in rural parts of this country, the, the, the GAA club in the parish in, in your town or village, and even outside of just being in a town or a village, you can it can just be like you see the GAA field just yeah, up a country it, road. It's a huge event with for a pub. the small towns. I mean, yeah, it, it's it, a ve- every Sunday thing. Obviously, not recently, but uh, overall. It would be it's every a, weekend. It's a very large part of Irish culture, yeah, in, particularly in small life. towns. I think not, not to say that it isn't present in cities and larger towns as well. Yeah, but not but to it's the, a different it, level. Yeah, it doesn't have the same emphasis. 
Yeah, and it, it's worth noting as well, there are other bits in it. It was it was part of the Gaelic revival in Ireland in the late 1800s where we started using our language again more, uh, started embracing our Gaelic culture with, with games uh, such as this. It also tied into being, you know, part of, I suppose, ethnic Catholicism in a way and was also very much involved in the, our nationalist struggle in yeah. the early things as well. We used it to batter the black and tans. It, we sure did. <laughs> um, so it, 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 there's a lot of cultural aspects to it as well. It's not just sport and it, it's... If you're not Irish, you probably don't get how big this is at times. So I, I mean, it, it is very, it is, it is definitely worth saying that this is a very large part of Irish culture, huge. and you know, try to see a, a match of this if you haven't before. Even just, I'm sure there are clips on YouTube of just like the most horrifying moments of people. Getting hit in the shin. There are, yeah. I, I think just watch one. I, I can't think of any matches off the top of my head, but maybe watch like a bit of an All Ireland final uh, from whenever. Yeah. So I think we will jump into the TV shows that we watched for this week. Yeah. We'll start off with Family Guy because that was just a miserable slog of an episode. I thought that Family Guy was way better than it was. And oh my God, it was... I have to agree to you, Stu. I'm going to just say off the back, crock of shite. Um, oh, by far. Easily. <laughs> I remember watching this when it, probably when it came out. This is probably, what, 2007 this come out? Something like that. Yeah. Ages ago. They've gone I to like can, 20 seasons now. I can remember. And I remember like enjoying it at the time. Um, this hasn't aged well. I no. thought this was really difficult to watch. Besides the fact that for an episode where they're supposed to go to Ireland... Very little of it. I think only the last quarter of the show actually takes place in Ireland. Yeah. Which is just awful. Going to Ireland is such a small part of the plot. It's not even... It's really a C plot. Like, the main bit is just Peter and his father. Francis kind of dealing with his death. And then Stewie and Lois is really disturbing, if you don't mind me saying B plot. And then you have, I suppose... Even a D plot there with Meg and just haha, we all hate Meg. Yeah, it gets tiring after a while. It does. I mean, I did really enjoy Family Guy ages back, and I, I suppose in particular in this episode, there is like a quote in it, you know, I can't feel a thing. I remember I used to be in a band, and our lead guitarist, he, he knows who he is, constantly used to quote that, and we all thought it was funny. I'm so sick of that. <laughs> I'm so sorry, mate. <laughs> Clearly, our, uh, our tastes in. Television shows have gotten much better because this was just awful. I really found this hard to watch. Like, I, if I didn't have to watch it for this podcast, I probably would have just watched a few clips on YouTube and just called it a day. This was, oh God. Tell me, can I, can we just run through this a a little bit? Firstly, so I think I'll just, for anyone who doesn't, who hasn't watched it yet, uh, Peter finds out that his father was not actually his father and so he goes to Ireland to find his real father. That's pretty much the basic plot of what happens that's the main thrust of it i guess there are like b plots around meg's birthday stewie being into sadomasochism yeah which is as a child with his mother doing it that's pretty fucked if you don't mind me saying so that hasn't aged well that's actually a lot worse than i remember it and i genuinely found that uncomfortable at times and you can call me a prude or whatever you want but no it was weird that was really weird i mean you even have the one part where quagmire is telling a joke to a bunch of teenage girls at Meg's party. Yeah. And then he's like, so which one of you wants to lose their virginity tonight? And he's like, no, this is you, not funny you anymore. You couldn't get away with that now. Oh, God, no. There are, like, I will say, there are a couple of good jokes in it. <sighs> so I will say, both episodes, because we did this and obviously we did The Simpsons as well, yeah. both of them had a joke about the name of the airline. Yeah. I think the name for this, for Family Guy, was cleverer. Yeah. And I, I liked it more. Family Guy was Derriere, was it? Is that The Simpsons? Derriere was Simpsons. Right. Family Guy was Jack Green, which obviously there is I an quite, actual... I quite like Jack Green, actually. Yeah, as well. it's clever. I, I get Derriere is actually a musical pun, uh, as opposed to... I'll explain that later. <laughs> well, I would have assumed that it's a pun on a bot. I got, I got, I got that as well. Oh, I was I hoping t- you did. Otherwise no, no, I got very worried about. Oh no, you. no, no! I got dairy air. Like, <laughs> I got, I got that as well. I was just saying, an air is like a, a tune in Irish music, and oh, dairy right. air. There is a thing about that. As well. I get, it's a double meaning. I just said, I thought that was, I thought it was funnier just because there were two meanings. Out okay, of it. well, considering yeah. the episode that we got for the Simpsons as well, they did not think of the high-minded meaning. They just were, Haha, it's yeah, a but. Yeah, so. I suppose to we're not going to do real spoilers for this hour week because it was just no this no, one was so not bad you can't even try so firstly I got a mild laugh out of the scars bit where like Peter's the clown he's pulling up the scars so you're not supposed to actually swallow them I got a mild See, mild laugh out of that I just find that family guy jokes run too long they do especially some of those ones it, it just kept going and like 
I know that there's a thing in comedy where it can it it goes too far and it stops becoming funny and then it goes further and then it becomes funny again. This did not happen. Um, the same thing with the fart jokes when he goes to Ireland. I don't find I yeah. hate I hate toilet humor. I find never I do not find that funny. It has its place, and sometimes I'll enjoy it. This time not. No, this was just we don't do that. Also, that, that's not an Irish stereotype. I'm aware of it. They go back to the we're, we're all violent and fighting in an Irish pub and yeah. all that. And on the plane over, I think it was Brian said there's more drunks per capita than people. And it's like okay, first off, doesn't make any sense. Mm. I know it's supposed to be a funny joke, just isn't. Yeah, I get the whole thing like where the plane lands and it just knocks through bottles. I mean, okay, I'll I'll give you that. That's not a bad visual gag as things sure. go, but it, it's just a bit like, oh, we're drunk. I get it. That's like that's the the that's the lowest bottom humor you can use against Irish yeah, people. You, I mean, you know, you because you can make. We talked about this like in other episodes where you can make interesting observations about Ireland and be funny about it. Just saying we're drunk and Catholic. That's kind of like the baseline. That's not really even funny when you're just saying, "Look at them; they're drunk and they're fighting. They're Catholic yeah, I mean, nuns." It's, yeah. I gotta say, uh, all right, the Simpsons episode was poor as well, but at least they had a bit more nuance to it. Yeah, I really. This was just like the most basic tropes of Ireland thrown at you so fast that you didn't really have a chance to even I laugh at anything. Remember the Simpsons episode better before I rewatched it. I don't. I because I, I I quite like the Simpsons as do will back me mm. up in this. And I thought, from my memory, the Family Guy episode would be better. But it's completely the opposite. No. This was really shit. I mean, I... God. <laughs> I, I'm looking at my notes now just trying to see if there's anything else positive, anything I liked about it otherwise, and I'm really struggling here, Strew. Um, no, I, I have absolutely... I have very few notes. I mean, that's literally my entire list. Yeah. I didn't even go through the characters because I don't think they'd employ a single Irish person for this. I think oh, it was oh, people I, I'll actually, sense. sorry, one thing I will say, uh, it's one of the cutaway gags, Failure to Launch is a shite film. Okay. That's, that's, there's, there's my praise, they were right about that. Yeah, I mean, the real problem is, I went through most of this episode wondering if I'd gotten the right episode. Yeah, so did I, I was like, are they going <laughs> tired? <laughs> no, like, Peter's dad is there, so this must be going where I think it's going, and it, it just takes so long to get there. I completely thought that I remembered bits in this episode. I thought they were different episodes. I really did. I I didn't remember this is the the sequence of events that happened. Yeah, another and bad thing they had black taxis. That's a London thing. I had a note of that as well. There aren't any in Ireland. We don't no. do that. The only place you will find them in Ireland is actually Belfast, and that's that's fair. But that is fair, but not in they're not this country. They're not in Belfast. They're in McSwigan Village. Which isn't specified where it is, but I'd say there's no place called Max Swiggin Village. Yeah, we, I didn't even have to look it up. I just know yeah, that, we, there that isn't. that's completely. There's, I'm not even going to attempt to say what that could mean. I'll actually talk more about the Simpsons setting and place name, but this is just useless. I found that scene of Mother Teresa ODing in the car. I remembered that, and I thought that was funny when I was like 14 or 15, whenever this came out. But this was just weird. Now I, I didn't quite I mean, get that. I get it. She's technically a terrible person. Yeah, she is. But but. Having her ODing and street driving, I it's odd. it's just like these weird cut like these cutaway gags and Family Guy like they just don't age well because they're like it's almost they're very topical for a time. Yeah, similar I, to South Park, except South Parks do age quite well in most senses. They do, they do. Um, also, just one other thing because I just really dislike this part. Wifey McBeaties is the name of the pub in oh, Ireland. Yeah. I mean, who would ever go to a pub called that? Also, I mean, like that's that's that really is like this goes into the whole violent thing as well, and that are all drunks who beat their wives. And the Simpsons has done that before. Not in the episode that we're reviewing, but they did do it in a previous episode, and I obviously don't like that. That's not true at all. I'm not saying look. I mean, domestic violence is terrible. There's going to be don't domestic violence in any country, yeah. but we're not going to one advertise it on a pub or celebrate it because it's a terrible thing, and we'd like it. I, to stop. I get, I get. This isn't a kids cartoon. This is like as well as The Simpsons, but I'll talk about that later. But this was torture to watch, oh, and I, gosh. I would not recommend watching this episode. It's not about Ireland. It's no. not about Ireland at all. It's a ridiculous, the most bottom of the barrel, lazy stereotype stuff about Ireland. There was no effort put into this at all. It was just literal shit humor because it was toilet humor. Oh yeah, at, at, at times, and there was no real resolution to this. It's like, oh, you found your new father, but Francis kind of really was your father at the end in the emotional speech, and then they do a song about my drunken Irish dad, and yeah, it was that's and, it. And then there's Force Ghosts at one point, and his actual dad's a Force Ghost. And I made in Christensen. I got yeah. a, I got a slight laugh out of that, but I'll give them that. But yeah, also smoking crack to replace drinking. Um, 
Alright. <laughs> yeah, that, that's an escalation. I, I, I'm still, I'll just look, is there anything else I can really mention here? Um, uh, the thick sweater thing was kind of funny. Uh, yeah, because I, I, like I said, like, I had good memories of that from being younger. Um, I can't feel a thing. So, yeah, I, I for nostalgia reasons, just, I Just in terms this. of, like, it does portray a time in Ireland when nuns were, were and to an extent still are, quite revered. Yes. He's always like, oh, hello, sister. How are you, sister? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there was a time, a long time ago, when they were quite... Um, What's the word I'm looking for here? Without disparaging <laughs> You're getting killed. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I'll go to hell if there is one anyway. So uh, there's not much more I can do about that. So our, our, our mother's generation would have had to deal with nuns in schools. And they did yes. not have the nicest time of it. Because nuns were very harsh, I suppose, yes, is the best were. way of saying it. They didn't have a lot of empathy for people. And compared to what you expect a nun to be like wasn't the case back in the day so you could kind of see that there was a bit of that in it i suppose which was some way historic yeah um i i also just because i i didn't have a lot on this episode to be honest i knew we were going to struggle to really talk because I, I just hated it i i did try to look up if there were any irish in rhode island because that's where they're from there's a place is quahog um yeah. yeah there's a few there well, I'm sure there's a few everywhere in our in the yeah it's basically people that moved from new york who were looking for a slightly better life some went to rhode island because connecticut was too expensive but there you go quite a small population there's a yeah. few in i mean what else around there anyway the, the town drunk was a great honor and it's like it's just once again, like it's, that's again that's just it's below lazy. the bottom of the barrel it's, it's just it's, so lazy it's like haha i mean look we all like getting drunk in ireland we like it quite a lot we're not going to deny that i bought a bottle of whiskey later for after this show uh i wish i was drinking it right now <laughs> i wish i was drinking more during the bloody episodes but, uh, too but like but this, you know uh... like we're not going to celebrate a drunk person like that no i mean i think there's a definitely a certain that we praise alcoholism. No, you don't. You don't praise like a horrendous addiction that kills people early. I mean, that that's what it is. I mean, look, do we have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol in this country? Yes, yes, we do. We have. We we hold. I said this in like I think the Darbyale episode, the very first one, that the pub is the center of a lot of Irish culture. Yeah, you have there's, there's christenings a... there, funerals there. You, you, that's where you go to socialize because pubs can be many other things. But you know, there's hundreds of years of history that there make are. that the, the case. You can't just throw it out there like that when it, it's so much more nuanced than just being. This is our. No, we just get drunk all the time. Yeah, I think it's just. They, and they make the show constantly through, like, you know, with the drunks per capita, like we said, landing in the beer bottles. His father's a drunk who farts a lot. Peter's, like, alcoholism is discussed in that. And then, like, at the end, my drunken Irish dad with the drinking competition, everything. Which would probably kill you if you drank a bottle of whiskey like that. I think what it comes down to is. <laughs> it's just so lazy. Yeah, exactly. It's lazy writing, where, at least in the Simpsons episode, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. They took some amount of time to look into Ireland. Yeah. And obviously they wanted to have their funny humour in there, which they did. I will say that The Simpsons, there are a couple of very small touches in the episode, which I will discuss, where they obviously paid attention, looked into it. It's very, very small things that I, because I was watching this one very slowly and I was looking into a couple things. There's a few small things in the background even that... Oh, yeah? are quite nice. This was just so lazy. Yeah, There's probably they, golf clubs up in the pub as well. Like, they, we're not probably, Scottish. Yeah, they probably just threw it together in the shortest amount of time possible and it was crap. I didn't even find any reviews on this because I don't think anyone cares about it enough to review it. Yeah, this was... This is... This is the worst thing I've had to watch for the show so far. <laughs> and last week we watched The Yank. <laughs> but I, I'd, watch, I'd watch The Yank again. Like the Yank was perfect because it, it's it is a parody. This isn't yeah. even a parody. This is just this just looks like you, you needed to finish off the episode. You weren't really sure how, and this was the laziest thing. I, I'm sorry to keep using the word lazy over and oh, over yeah, again, but, but that that is I can't think of a better word to describe this because clearly I don't I didn't even bother check who'd written this, but this is no they, 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 they didn't bother like they I, did they didn't bother. Why should I bother? As I said, I didn't even go into characters or directors or anything because they're. It doesn't matter because they yeah. Just this didn't is do anything well by far it. the worst thing I've had to review on this podcast. It is a the it is the big crock. It gets five crocks a shite off me. Yeah, if we have a rating system, <laughs> our rating system is it is either the greatest thing ever or the worst thing ever. We need a better one. No, no, this is it. You have to either, you take a stand. If it's good, it's great. If it's bad, yeah, it's crock shit. This is like the crock a shite has fallen over, and it's like gotten all over the road and cars are driving through and then dragging the shite all over the motorway and then another crock of shite's fallen on the road as well. 
That's how bad this is. Somebody animate that. We need that for like a... <laughs> <laughs> when we go to video. Just on a t-shirt or something. <laughs> All right. Can we please move on? Yeah. So, I, oh, God. Let's move on to The Simpsons. Yeah. In the name of the grandfather. Now, so, first off, uh, The Simpsons buy a hot tub and stay in it so long that they miss Grandpa Simpsons' activity day at the home. He asks them to do something on his bucket list, so they go back to Ireland where he stayed while deployed in the war. This one was directed by Ralph Sosa and Mike B. Anderson. Mm -hmm. Both of them have pretty much just done The Simpsons, but Ralph Sosa was also on The Animaniacs. So, yeah. you know, that's a great thing for him. I love The Animaniacs. Like, when I was younger, I used to watch that probably as much as I did The Simpsons. So I'm a massive Simpsons fan. Yes, I think the early episodes are better. This is yeah, season 20. Yeah, 9 or 10, it kind of... I actually, I'm actually willing to go as far as twelve. Oh right. I, I actually, I'm actually one of these people that says no. I'm, I'm willing to say about the time Troy McClure had to be killed off is right. when it went downhill. But there are okay episodes up the, until about twelve. Isn't the 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 general benchmark the Tony Hawk episode? That's I think that's the three hundredth. I'm not too sure. Some people say that Principal and the Pauper. People say that that's when it jumped the shark. That's when. Oh, who our Principal Skinner is actually Armin Tamzir yeah. and there's another Principal Skinner. I can kind of see that. Maybe it's just the fact that I think that's a ridiculous plotline. I've always thought that. But I just like Martin Sheen as an actor playing the real Seymour Skinner. And there are a couple of good lines in it that... I like the episode I, I mean, overall. Maybe yeah. if it had made more of an effect... Rather than yes. rather than the sitcom way of everything just goes back to normal at the end. But they even reference that in a, in a deliberate way, and I think that whatever. But oh, I mean, I, I or if there were hints beforehand, I will say that I have listened to if you well, I tried to get a My Simpsons podcast on this because kind of get an American or Australian perspective on this episode. I could only find one that actually did this, and they didn't really talk about the episode too much. It was just having a bit of a crack because it was Paddy's day and they were drinking during of it. Of course. So, which is fair enough. So I don't really have much of an American opinion on this episode, just my own, but I think that's the point of this yeah, podcast. I mean, really, so. so in terms of cast anyway, we obviously have the main Simpsons cast. Yep. Uh, we have Colin Meany, who plays Tom O'Flanagan. We've talked about him. Oh, wait. Sorry, I thought a spider had like, <laughs> and I just flicked it on me. I was, I, I was like, oh, God. One thing to go back to Family Guy that I forgot. Yeah. The name of the father is, I think I've written down here somewhere. No, I don't. Isn't like a Mickey Flanagan. Finnegan, uh, Mickey McFinnigan. Mickey McFinnigan. Yeah. Which some people have said might be a joke on Mickey Finn. Or what is this? Mickey Finn's the booze is just awful. No, it's something about it being like a date rape drug. Oh Jesus! Like a Mickey. Oh, that's awful. That is oh god. <laughs> like, don't know where that came from, but that was something that I read. Can you please edit that into the other bit? That's yeah, oh, yeah I will. God Almighty! <laughs> but that just shows how bad it is. So yeah, I'm genuinely speechless. <laughs> <laughs> thought that was funny that's not funny i'm actually willing to say that's that is I that mean, is crossing a fucking I mean, line if it was meant jesus to be, christ if it was meant to be mickey finn sure but other than that no so uh back to colomini anyway we all we've talked about him before absolutely fantastic man great actor he does pretty good job i don't know if he's done much um voice acting but i he did quite not a good job that here. i can think of off the top of my head to be honest with you i really don't know anything else he's done animated yeah i couldn't say no I get the impression he did like a Miles O'Brien impression in some animated sci-fi thing, although I can't remember for the life of me. Maybe. Maybe. There's something at the back of my head that's... that's if only we were better researched, but we're not. So, uh... We're working other... two full-time jobs during a <laughs> pandemic. Give me a break. <laughs> so the only other kind of name in it was uh, Glenn Hansard, who was the Irish guy who does the, the scene. Yeah, it's just from the, the film once. Uh, Mar Mar uh, Margreta, even though the uh, name I keep me messing up, she was also played herself. Yeah, so like he does mostly soundtracks and was, was actually in The Commitments. Yeah, he's also in the band The Frames, who are actually an underrated Irish band. I quite like them. Uh, listen to the album Fitzcarraval, though. It's uh, quite good. Yeah, so I think once again we might just skip all the spoilers because it's a TV show from like 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen it by now... That's yeah. kind of your problem. I've um so I I'll just kinda of just get out this other way. I don't get the whole hot tub bit at the start. I know they have to have something to get to Ireland. Uh, I just thought it was a bit weird. Also, the swingers thing trying to get into the hot tub. This is supposed to be a kids T V show and it's gotten a lot less adult as the years have gone on, but yeah. that still was fairly inappropriate, I would have thought, if this is I mean you'd to have to hope that kids don't know what a swinger is. I'm pretty sure like Channel Four definitely edited that out when they show it. There's I can't imagine that would be, but I mean what I was thinking from the start is that that uh, couch gag is definitely someone's kink. 
That yeah, that's I. Like, I had a note. That's really the weird. Dog, them them with like fucking leashes on. That's like, there's definitely the, something on um, dog show. Crufts. Okay, that kind of thing. You know, where it's like showing off the the best dogs. Yeah, I thought that was quite something you'd see on a different website than yeah. the official Fox. If you catch my drift. Gotta say though, I still love Rift Flanders. It's still one of the funniest gags they've ever yeah, done. It's great. He takes great. off the big sweater and he's just completely shredded underneath. Yeah, I mean, like, I thought this this is actually slightly better than I remember, which is quite interesting. So I remember when this came out, I still kind of watched this. In- Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since not as much as I did, it's about 2009. There was a lot of press in Ireland about it because like, oh, they're finally coming to Ireland and see what the kind of crack is and yeah i think it got a moderately okay reception at the time nothing fascinating but by the time this had come out we'd already entered into a recession so a lot of what they said in it wasn't accurate (laughs) but i like the fact they actually kind of addressed the fact that we had we're not just like this this country backwater anymore ireland did modernize i think that's this is the first one we've seen where that is kind of properly addressed and i kind of appreciated that a little bit it does in a way and then in everything else that it like it shows ireland is modernized but everything it says tries to say the opposite. I mean, when they're coming in on the flight, Derry Air, which is a hilarious pun on a bus. Yeah, I, I also think Derry Air is an Irish musical thing. I th- got both of them, but I just thought that was there as well. Maybe maybe I invented that bit myself, but I laughed for that as well. But uh, So on the flight, one of the leprechauns who was flying the plane of course. says alternate names for Ireland are Potatoville. East Boston, Freckle Bog, Land of Poetry, and Land of Bad Poetry. I'm, you're in that list. You're on the bad poetry side. Yeah, I've um, I've written some stinkers in my time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely there. Yeah, I, I, I like East Boston, though. I, I, I did like, think that was That funny. one is clever. Well, I mean, but, I, did, I, did, I did describe Edinburgh as East London, Northeast uh, Dublin, yeah, sorry, yeah. So. But like Potatoville... I don't even like freckle bog. I mean, sure, freckle they have bog. bogs. There yep. are lots of freckled people. It's just flat humor. And then for some reason, Kathy Ireland, who I had to look up, and is some a kind model of model or something. Yeah, I didn't know who that no was. No one really cares. I don't think she's Irish. Didn't that one go on a little long as well, where she's just waving at the plane? Yeah, because they literally put the thing saying we couldn't get her. It's like, well, do you? No one cares. I, yeah, do the Simpsons get someone else? That's what they did. But I, I, I would like to talk a little bit about the pub. Oh yeah, um, actually, if that's all right. So first, There's a lot of stuff from the pub. I do. So firstly, it's um, uh, O'Flanagan's. Tom O'Flanagan's. Now firstly, I would have thought O'Flanagan is a slightly less common version. Be Flanagan would be kind of a more yeah, common Irish name. They just, it's that lazy trope and just, we're going to put an O on it and then it's Irish. Yeah, now I, now I did I had a feeling I knew where there was an O'Flanagan's pub in Dublin and I have to double check it, but I did. There's a place on Marble Street in Dublin uh, North Inner City, basically. It's, it's just, it's literally on the Lewis. If you get the Lewis you know, northbound, you'll be right past it. Uh, it's called the Confession Box, but it was originally O'Flanagan's because there were two brothers, um, uh, Michael O'Flanagan and his brother Kevin, who ran it. And it, it's actually got a, quite an interesting story. It's called the Confession Box because it's right next to the Pro Cathedral, which you will remember from our last review as the place where oh, the two of them right, got married. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. So it's actually right there, almost. I think it might, there might be a shot of it in the film, actually. I'll have to double-check that. It was called that because uh, during our War of Independence, a load of people who were fighting the British actually got excommunicated from the Catholic Church because killing is morally wrong, uh, uh, yeah. so the Catholics would say. So what they used to do was they would go into this pub and a bunch of pro-nationalist Catholic priests would secretly give them confession and communion 
because uh, obviously the bishop caught them, they'd, they'd be in a lot of trouble themselves. So because of that, and you know, with people like Michael Collins and those other revolutionaries going in there, it kind of got the name as being a nationalist pub. Got to get that priest sweet, in. sweet communion. A- absolutely. Um, got to get the actual flesh of Jesus. <laughs> Um, so that that's there. So there was an Atlanticans pub in Dublin, the confession box. Uh, but what is the best point to Guinness in Dublin? I understand. I haven't been there in a very long time. I don't but remember Rob, it. But do anyway. they have corned beef and cabbage on tap? Oh, I was getting to that. Um, <laughs> honestly, honestly, what is it that, again with this corned beef? This thing? has to be an Irish American thing where they love corned beef and have somehow skewed it that we love corned beef. Because I, I do get like those, they mentioned the broil thing again, which was in the Yank. We broil everything. No, we don't. I think it was boil. I I thought he said broil. You know, like boiled cabbage. And yeah, boiled. I mean, maybe I misheard that, but whatever. Uh, the cabbage on tap. All right, I'll give you that. Bacon and cabbage is a staple in this country. I'll also just give a shout out to Joyce Beckett, Shaw and Wilde, Oscar Wilde, who were the four guys in the front of it. Oh, right. Yeah, that's no, I, I, I recognise the four of them. It's James Joyce, who had written Ulysses. Uh, they, they mentioned Bloomsday later on. You've got Samuel Beckett, who was Irish, but spent a lot of his time in France. Didn't particularly, wasn't particularly fond of Ireland. Um, used to drive Andre the Giant to school. Nice. Uh, when he was younger. Andre said, uh, like, oh, you were like a famous wrestler and he was a Nobel Prize winning. Uh, Roger, what did you talk about? Mostly cricket, he said. <laughs> They were both massive cricket fans. Uh, you see Bernard Shaw, uh, who was another famous writer as well, um, who actually there's a pub in Dublin called the Bernard Shaw, which has moved across Dublin. It's very hipstery and not personally a fan of it myself, but it's I, I have to try the new location sometime. Yeah. And you also have uh, Oscar Wilde, who we were heard was more disparaged in The Yank, uh, the previous yeah. film, who was a proud Irish man and a fantastic writer. The Ballad of Reading Jail is, a, I think, a masterpiece by him, as is The Portrait of Dorian Gray. There yeah, you go. so I think because you first see the pub in a flashback, which is when most of this happens. Yeah. Um, first off, Abe was uh, stationed in Ireland during World War Two. Well, it, which could not have happened. Yeah. Well, firstly, it's the emergency over yeah. here because we we were we were a neutral country. Uh, during World War Two, and we we actually called it the emergency over here because we weren't at war. Now our neutrality was tenuous. Tenuous at best. We were we were certainly very pro the allies. allied side yeah it was a kind of a case where planes occasionally would crash in our territory the germans were kind of interned or the officers were generally looked after quite well and often found themselves to the german embassy in dublin for a nice champagne reception yeah i mean like we used to get mistaken for england a lot and so yeah. we had to write era, uh, era. massive writing <laughs> and didn't they find one recently after the uh there was a forest fire they did. or something yeah there's a very good one uh in uh, carrying on from just referring back to our last episode the Yankee again yeah. if you go out from Middletown Malbay towards the Lupe Peninsula there is a lighthouse out there if you go to the top of the lighthouse they have a perfectly preserved massive era sign there on Lupe itself yeah. so I think the problem there is that the UK missed a trick and not putting a load of era signs on their borders yeah, that's, that's, that's true. We, like, we've gone too far for it to turn around. We, we <laughs> did. bombing France. We did get, Dublin did get bombed during World War Two. Now, the Germans said it was a mistake. They thought it was England. There is a thing that they bombed us intentionally as a warning because when Belfast got bombed in Northern Ireland, which is not part of our territory, yeah. but that's more complicated at the time. I know there are a few places down the country that have been bombed as well. Those were much minor. It was mostly plane crashes, yeah. But... And there, then there's the whole... Uh, you know, you fly out with your payload, but you can't fly back unless you drop your payload. Exactly. So so you kind of have to do it one way or the other. So yeah, so we, we didn't really do much there. So I presume it's because in another episode where it's only as a daughter in England, the English episode. Yeah. I presume he also came over here on like a trip or something during it because now we did have boats that did go between the UK and Ireland during the emergency, mm. but these were specially designed small ships which were to get away from the massive amount of German U-boats and other submarines that were in the Irish Sea at the time because even though we were a neutral country, they didn't like us buying stuff off the Brits and bringing it home because we really only... We didn't have anywhere else to get certain supplies from. Yeah. Uh, it was very important to get food, grain, and a train across... Exactly. The the three basic ingredients to any breakfast. <laughs> there's there's a great story about the train. I won't tell it now, but I'll tell it to you later. No. We'll, we'll do it in a separate podcast. Oh, we'll get a whole podcast on the train. <laughs> on the train. The train episode. So yeah, the name of the town is Dunkelderry. Yeah, I've... Um, so it says... It, firstly, underneath it, it says Celtic translation is also Dunkelderry. Now, firstly, we wouldn't say Celtic translation, as we said before. Yeah. We would say Irish translation. But on all of our street signs, 
certainly and we normally just have it in we have it like in English and Irish underneath yeah, we generally have speaking it, like, translation written next to it yeah generally speaking we'd have um, they're both on the sign they're written slightly differently yeah different font if you're in an Irish speaking area a Gwailtucht, um it is only written in Irish version which can cause a few issues like generally speaking a lot of place names in Ireland the English version is kind of the phonetic version of the Irish version yeah when the English took us over, they kind of discouraged us using our language and kind of killed it a little bit, uh, almost. But they use phonetic and translations. The Irish education system did the rest. Did the rest. So you kind of see this in a, in a few place names like you know Kildara, Kildare in English. You can kind of see where that comes yeah. from. But then there's a couple like a, a um, Limney, Limerick, not not a million ones off. Clare, Clare, and then there's a there's a couple of other ones where it's not like Dublin is Ballyahaclea. Yeah, there's complicated reasons for that. And then like yeah, Wexford, Kilmartin. Waterford, Port Lariga, um, they have older rooms, but if you actually take the three component parts of it, Dunkill Derry, the Irish roughly for that would be Dunkill Dira. So what that roughly translates if you, in a literal translation would be, now, favorably correct me on this if there's a Gael Gore here, uh, Church of the Fort of the Oak Grove is what it would roughly okay. mean. Okay. So that's what I worked out from I it mean, anyway. clearly they just <laughs> took... The three most common things in Irish place names and put them together. Dun and kill, Dun or Dune and kill are quite common. Kill yeah. is like an old word for a church. Dune can mean fort or fortification like that or bits and bobs. Derry or Deira is really only refers to Derry in the north and we will comment no further on the name of that place. So you're saying it's not London? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't really? Do I have to go back to the IRA explanation against you? <laughs> Don Kildare doesn't make perfect sense. <laughs> so I don't know, but I mean, it's it's not um, it, it, we like Irish place names do mean that sometimes when you translate yeah. them out like that. I mean, Ballyhockley, Dublin. It, I think basically it's capital city is what it means. Well, I thought it was originally Dublin. Dublin, yeah, Blackpool. Yeah, uh, but, but that the, was already taken. The so. British couldn't pronounce, didn't realise that we used BH to be a V sound, so they said, oh, it's Dublin. I was like, no, it's Dublin. Oh, fine. Either way. Yeah. So uh, we had more U2 in this episode. We move in mysterious ways. That's actually not a bad pun. I, I got a laugh out of it. Uh, yeah, so we had a swathe of shops that had Irish sounding names. So we had Colleen's Secret. Eh. It's obviously Victoria's Secret. I mean... We have normal Victoria's Secret here, so... We do. Hewlett Fitzpatrick. Kind of clever. Yeah, I, I like that I one. Guess. Mick Rosoft. That's and, an old joke. But the, the, the first thing that I thought, isn't Mick a slur for Irish people? It is in the, yeah. in the US, so, so fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, who who doesn't check that? I mean, literally saying Mick Rosoft. I mean, yeah, don't, don't call me a Paddy or Mick either. I, I won't take that too kindly. Yeah. I mean, okay, Patrick is my middle name, but shut up. <laughs> Look, there's no such thing as fighting Irish, but we'll fight you. <laughs> well, let's prove those stereotypes. <laughs> we'll beat the crap out of you if you call us fighting Irish. I did quite like ta- Taco Belfast. That was quite good. Oh, I missed that one. Oh, that was there. Also, we own a Taco Bell in Ireland. Um, yeah, we not don't really have Mexican. It's a very recent thing. I mean, you get it in Dublin. Well, but you get like, yeah, it's, it's almost like hipstery places. We have than... Boojum would be the main kind of yeah. brand one that we get. Burritos and stuff. Quite hipstery rather than... Yeah, the, and there's a couple other independent ones. It, it's just never really taken off in Ireland, I, I don't think. Not in my view, anyway. If the older people wouldn't understand it. No. It's not in a, in a slice of bread, what's the point? Yeah, I don't... Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose that is kind of it. You kind of still get these old pub buildings kind of nestled between more modern yeah. things. Now, it's not uncommon across a lot of parts of Ireland. Um, I mean, we, so do, I our, that we was... do our best to keep our heritage alive in a lot of ways. There's a, like it, It's not uncommon to see kind of older... You know, the old kind of red brick Edwardian or Victorian buildings alongside much more modern things because we don't knock some of these things down. Yeah. Like, if you go to Limerick City and you go up to um, Patrick Street, Patrick Street, I think it's Patrick Street, and you'll, you'll see to like the, the left hand side all the old kind of red brick buildings there, and they're all listed buildings. If you look very closely, it's because they have bullet holes embedded in yeah. them from the Civil War. You can't tear down those, even though a more modern opera centre is supposed to go in there for the last. 11 years? Any day now. Uh, no, so they, they can't knock that down. So it's not uncommon to see that kind of a jarring contrast between something old like that old pub and more modern things around it. It's not a million miles away from the truth. Yeah. So then they had a a variation on the old gag of the, the plum floating in perfume in a gentleman's hat. Yeah. I like they that. just, they ruined it. Because it's like, a bush mills in a potato on a Guinness with spit in it. 
No, no, he says, uh, I asked for an Irish drink and he spits in it and there you go. I was like, okay, if it was just that, I that would have been an okay joke, but yeah. But first off, Bushmills? I like Bushmills. I know. But Bushmills but, is the Northern Ireland, he yeah. is the Protestant whiskey, although Jameson is also founded by a Protestant. Yeah, but Jameson, <laughs> Jameson is, is way more common, common in Ireland. It, it's... I think, associated with Ireland I think way more. like people would see Bushmills as being a slightly higher class whiskey maybe but I will say I like both of them I, I'm a big fan of Bushmills black and white uh, label yeah of course like they're great it's just it was an odd choice when they could have went for Jameson yeah fair enough just for name recognition let's say yeah so that's it you know I, I can I just get to another point in the pub there's a few small little details I quite liked the posters in the background of the pub I actually really liked because they clearly put a lot of effort oh, into Oh yeah, they it. were really accurate. Like, they have both a lion's tea and a Barry's yeah, tea. I one, saw so there's no fights. I was like, that's it. There's So anyone who doesn't know, Ireland has one big, almost civil war, you might say. And that is... Well, we you have... should say that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have two brands of tea. Yeah. And uh, as Irish people who have been, owned, or who've been uh, oppressed by the British for quite some time, we like a lot of tea. We sure do. Uh, and so... There's a point of contention between which of the two brands of tea is best. Yeah. So we got Barry's, which is mostly a, more of a Munster-based tea, I would have said. And then Lion's, which is more the rest of the country. <laughs> I'm going to keep that in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Just giant pause and then sneeze. Yeah, so I think that the pub was uh, decorated really well. Compared to how they actually look, which a lot of movies and TV shows don't get right at all. There is one thing. Now, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the smoking ban in a second, because I thought yeah, that was, it was interesting bringing that. that up. But it's just a small thing I'd like to touch on. Um, in the flashback, or he's in the pub in the 1940s, I presume, is must be when is that the is. the American flag? Well, the American flag is, is an odd choice, but I don't think that's too egregious. A lot of Irish people would have been to America in that point. Of course, it's just weird so to have it as a decoration. It is, but I, I'm, I don't think it's too egregious. Now, I don't want to sound sexist when I say this, but... <laughs> oh, I'm going to make sure he sounds extra sexist. There's women in the pub drinking pints, and... No, oh, no. someone's against women, are they? <laughs> oh, it was generally at the time very uncommon in Irish pubs, particularly in a rural setting as that was for women to drink pints in a pub. A lot of pubs actually would refuse to serve them pints, and there's a it was a, it was a famous story of an Irish uh, feminist movement, I suppose, that I got together, and they went into a pub, um, and they were basically protesting against not being able to get a pint again. So they, they were twenty of them went in there, and they said, "Can we get like um, twenty glasses of sherry?" And the barman said, of course, ladies, of course, you can't hear you go. And they asked for one pint of Guinness with it. Iran says, well, I don't, I, I won't give you a pint of Guinness, basically. And they refused to pay the rest of the order. He called the guards, the police, to arrest them and come in. They then took him to court for failure to fulfill the order, basically. And he got done for discrimination. So huh. that that's that. But that, but that is a, a, I think it's worth telling that story, Justin. It's not common. It wouldn't have been common at the yeah, time I mean, for historically... a woman to drink a pint in a pub. I just felt it, it was just something worth yeah. pointing out. At the very least, historically, they would have been in the snog, which is kind of a woman's yeah. only area of a, a pub. pub was very much a male, particularly, boy, particularly up by the bar, would be very a male-dominated yeah, area. Like a, like a, a, a woman's area. Yeah, that's it. So I, I, mean, I just felt it was worth mentioning that. I mean, Rob, you yeah. know, the, the men go to the pub to get away from the wives. They can't have the wives <laughs> coming in. <laughs> I, feel it's a, I feel it's a small thing, but it's it's... There you go, and it's. I love that you can literally trace an important example of Irish feminism in law to literally wanting to drink a pint in a pub. I think that's beautiful in a way. As you should. So then they actually go all the way to the north. Now, obviously, it's not shown where Dunkeldary is. Yeah. But at the very least, even from like Dublin, isn't that like a four-hour drive? I I've worked this out. So, firstly, there's no Ellis Island. Well, that, yeah, that's that's, that, that's obvious. That was bollocks. nonsense. I thought that didn't land at all. The only bit I liked. The only thing I liked at the end is I, uh, your brothers. I didn't say you got along. That yeah, was, that was actually okay. That's clever enough. Um, so the, the three places they go that exist are the Giant's Causeway, mm-hmm. uh, James's Gate, which is the Guinness storehouse in Dublin, and they go to the Blarney Stone. Now, so the route that they go is they go to the Causeway first, then James's Gate, then Blarney. So that would take you from actually near Bushmills in the north, funnily enough, uh, where the Causeway is through Dublin down to Blarney in Cork. So if you just drove between the three of those places, Stu, um, in a car, 
average kind of, you know, with no real heavy traffic or anything else. And you just basically went from Bushmills, Dublin, Blarney. <laughs> That's a complete pipe dream, Rob. There's no way you're not getting traffic. But there's no, three well, places. assuming, assuming on average, assuming if there wasn't, because you're, 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 literally, you're literally driving through Dublin city centre, by the way. It's here. an apocalypse and there's no one yeah. alive left in the country except you and your car. You were driving through Dublin city centre to get to the Giddes thing at this point. Um, it would take you five hours, 43 minutes with oh. no traffic without, and that's not including the time you spend stopping and looking at these places. The total distance would be 256 kilometres and we're to believe they did this in a day. It is conceivably possible to to drive these three places in a day, but you wouldn't be doing much else. Also, they're on buses, so... Which I think would... No, there's no... They, like, yeah, they have, tour, like, a red double-decker. It's like, that's a London bus. They do have promotional ones in Dublin for double-decker. Like, the literal tourist bus do yeah. have those in Dublin. Yeah, but the, yeah I know they have you, the red tour yeah, buses. Yeah, but, you, but you wouldn't use it for long distance. So I, I just felt it was worth pointing out that that's not something you could do in a day in Ireland. That would be three separate days. Oh, really. definitely. Then they go to the Giant's Causeway, obviously, you said. And do, uh, and do the Hubert. Hubert. And I, I just have it written down here. Clever? With a question mark? Because I'm like, it's... It's a good idea because it does actually resemble the Kubrick board. Yeah. So it's kind of clever. I kind of thought, yeah, I was like, that's actually a clever use of that. I, it's, it's a lot better than anything I could have probably come up with myself. Yeah, so probably. Fair enough. But you're an idiot, so you know. That's true. <laughs> so I thought that was and good. And then they disrespect Guinness. They said that the secret recipe is bog water and chocolate syrup. <laughs> Get out. Um, which is just... How could you say that about that beautiful drink? And this is another thing as well. And Family Guy do the same thing. Um, all the Guinnesses there do not have heads on them when yeah. they're in the glasses. These are alongside the glasses also. We don't really drink beer in this country in the glasses with like the handles on them, the steins. Yeah, on that, that's very much a, a German thing that's that's kind of in, in America because of Germans. We don't really do that at all. I'm not saying that you, you don't get that in some Irish pubs. It would really be like local craft beer ones would have that. Yeah, they have like specialized beer. Yeah, we drinks. don't really do that here. It's, it's a minor thing, but it's very much we don't we don't drink from uh, steins like that at all or those types of glasses. Yeah, I mean, isn't the. Those those type of glasses are there to keep the drink cooler because you're not warming it with your hand. Yeah. But in Ireland, we just kind of don't care. Cause it's, it's a norm- cold country. It's normally cold anyway. It's, it's going to be fine, really. Also just, also, just the thing of, you know, just there being an empty pub in Ireland. I mean, I know we just discussed Irish drinking stereotypes earlier, how, how wrong they are, but that's... Yeah, that's, but like, no. look, there's always going to be a certain level. I mean, you have retirees who mightn't have much else to do, and so they will spend a portion of their day in a pub. Yeah. Which is a sad fact, but it is a fact, and at least they get company there and a nice pint. We should maybe talk a little bit about the smoking ban thing here, because I think it, it is yeah, a just, plot just point. One more part yep. uh, with uh, Blarney Castle. I did enjoy the joke of Blarney Rubble. That was quite good as well. I really enjoyed and that. And then they had Irish Nelson. Carving his things yeah. into parts. That was the only thing, though, is like, knives are... Kind of illegal to walk around with here. Like definitely a flick knife is. I oh mean, yeah, flick yeah that would are... be illegal. But anyway, um, unless you're one-handed, I believe you're allowed to have a flick knife. Then that is a weird loophole in the law. Well, think about it. You could, if you couldn't like unsheathe the knife, you only had one hand. You'd have to flick it so you can. We're gonna have to get someone to look into that, Rob. Well, I know a lawyer, so <laughs> <laughs> do you? I do. And speaking, <laughs> maybe speaking about the law briefly, because there's a couple of things here. Yeah, the smoking um, ban. The smoking thing. But also, them buying the pub. Now, I work in a thing where it involves me having a certain knowledge of laws regarding these things um you can't sign a contract when you're drunk so that invalidates the whole thing rob i mean as this and family guy have shown how would we ever sign contracts ever because we're always yeah. drunk so basically that contract is not and void also when you're buying a pub it's not just the deed to the building you can buy the deed to a building where yeah. a pub is, but the license itself is separate from that. And that license is very, very expensive, depending where. We haven't issued any new pub licenses since 1916. Yeah. So when the British were still here, that's it. If you want to open a pub and serve alcohol, you need to buy an existing pub yeah, license. We'll there are into, no new pub licenses. I think we we'll pub licenses a little more in a different episode. Yeah, just, 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 to, just there, to note. There's a lot there to go through with There, it. There is, but the smoking bans do. Maybe we'll just talk about that for a second. Yeah, so basically, the government decided that there's no smoking indoors. Yep. The biggest thing it affected was obviously the, pub. the places we work. I mean, we used to be in school trying to have a smoking back class. No, obviously... <laughs> <laughs> It used to be fine. Ah, miss, miss. <laughs> Obviously not, no. Uh, it took a big hit for pubs. People were very uh, resistant to it. They didn't want yeah. to stand outside in the cold. But it, it, it's kind of a weird thing where it we took it. We were one of the first countries in Europe. I think we were the first country as a whole in Europe to do to really yeah. have a smoking ban. And but I remember like being in the local yeah, we pub were, when I was younger, and it, yeah. you wouldn't be able to see the floor. Like yeah, we were probably. The, 
yeah. pretty much the last generation. We would have been, yeah. Because I can, smoking, well, I can remember it. Pre-smoking yeah. ban. But the interesting thing that's kind of come out of this is that, well, the publicans realised they have to have an area where you, people can go and smoke and be warm. So they made, like, smoking areas. They made yeah. sheltered smoking areas in with the heater. Some of them are more outside than others. Let's yeah. put it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Look, they've made very nice out outdoor they areas, have, they which have. people use for non-smoking activities. Now. They do because sometimes it's it's you, because of this. There are just generally nice places to sit outside a pub on a nice day like it is now. You can have a pint outside and relax, and you know you don't have to smoke. But it, it's also an interesting thing as well. And I've I've talked to a few of my cousins that actually said this. They've met their partners. In a smoking area, because oh, you go out because now if you if you were a smoker at the time or whatever, one of your friends was, and you go out for a chat, you'd go out with them, and you think as even as asking someone for a light or everything else, you you both smoke, so you already have something to talk about. Yeah, and Irish relationships have actually sprung up to this, so it's kind of a weird thing where it's changed the it's probably been the most significant culture change to pubs since licensing acts really. Yes, yeah, and, it, and it's then... made a big impact, I think, for the better, and also people just. Some deals don't go outside to smoke now, so it's yeah, and then quit, so it's better. And on the uh, the other hand, though, then you have the the poor bastards who don't smoke, who have to sit and yeah. watch everyone else <laughs> while, while everyone else is out having a fag, and you're just sitting there the table. The table and shit. And it's like that's kind of sad for them, but uh, there's not much you can do about that, I suppose. Ah, uh, that's it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so uh, then they get arrested. So, firstly, they're not police; they're the guards, and we call them yeah. the guards in this country. Guardia Shiacana. It means guardians of the peace, keepers of the peace. Yeah, we in, don't say it. We don't refer to the police in this yeah, country. Yeah, they're in, in a completely yellow car, which was weird. Yeah, that's not right. They called it a paddy wagon. We, which, for first off, that, that is, is that is actually a racist term yeah, in America. Completely racist <laughs> because it was rounding up the paddies all the time. Uh, so why the fuck would we call it a paddy I wagon? I don't think I've ever heard someone use that term for like a. We just say a Garda van in Ireland. I would have thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, the courtroom scene is wildly inaccurate. Irish courtrooms are not set up like that. I get it's a cartoon and everything else, yeah. but that's completely wrong, you know. And Mr. Potato Head doesn't live here. Stop asking. Uh, I did. I, you know, I've actually never made the connection that Mr. Potato Head could be Irish until this, so that kind of opened up I mean, a few things for if me. If he had an Irish accent, but I think in Toy Story he might have been almost a Jewish caricature stereotype. I don't know. I'd have to look into that. And then he says the good old days of Angela's Ashes, which I know you would have. So we're going to. to we're going to review Angela's Ashes at some That's point. It's going to be like a two-hour podcast, and it's going to just be a lot of me giving out about how wildly historically inaccurate that is, and a couple of other things. But I think we should probably stop while we're ahead, Stu. Yeah. So I had a few bits of trivia there before we finish up. Uh, the Creston jersey of Celtic Football Club appearing on Flanagan's pub. Several I, times I did notice that, that. And Celtic are a Scottish team. But they're so. a lot of Irish. They're, they're the Irish team in Glasgow. And it's, yeah, it's, a lot of people would be fans of them here. So there I, is I'm a connection there. But it's, it's fair it's, enough. Yeah. It's a little tenuous. This is the first time in the show's history that it was premiered outside of the US. It was. It was shown on Sky 1 in the UK. Yeah. And uh, the big one is that this episode's plot is based off of the episode Family Guy where Peter learns he yeah. is Irish and his biological <laughs> And they did a better job. McFinnigan. They did a better job. I wouldn't. I'd be willing to say it's it's not a crock of gold quite. I'd say a, a, a crock of bronze, maybe or fool's gold. It, it's it's a compared you to. Can't the, do it, Rob. It's it's a it's a hard and fast gold or shite. <laughs> There's no one between. There's no nuance on the internet. You I'm, either hate it or you love it. Fine, gold. It's it's not a. It, as season twenty of The Simpsons goes, it's not bad. It's. Buying and compared to the family guy episode, they're doing like a comparative literature. Oh yeah, I mean this is like this is literally shit and gold. That's um, that's um, the that's yeah. the comparison. Unfortunately here. for me, I watched the Simpsons episode first and then the Family Guy episode, so I was going from bad to worse. If I had gone from the Family Guy episode to this, I would have laud- lauded this episode from the rooftops. For being so much I, better than Family Guy, I did do. I did watch the Family Guy one oh, first, yeah, then the Simpsons. Now I, I was more familiar with the Simpsons one, but I was just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I suppose I'll have to say crack a goal for this one as well because that's it. it. At the very least, did some good for Ireland, I suppose. And obviously, it was a huge thing. Yeah, for the Simpsons to go to Ireland. I mean, I'd say send us your reviews, but just don't watch the Family Guy episodes. <laughs> I mean, Look, just don't bother. I mean, we're going to tell you not to if you decide to do that yourself go right ahead but it's bad watch it tell us what you think you can send your reviews and ratings in to talkingblarneypod at gmail.com so next week 
we're actually going to change it up a bit and we're going mm-hmm. to do an episode on Irish superheroes. We are. So uh, that'll be interesting. I know that Rob was once the uh, president of uh, Nerd Society. As were you. Oh, I was as well. But uh, I know that Rob being the president of a Nerd Society, his superhero knowledge is lacking. I mean, look, superheroes reach their peak with the 1960s series of Batman. So there is really nothing else that needs he's to be said He's reading this off that. a card. He's no idea what he's saying. Adam West is the best Batman. Fight me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, if you would like to give us your reviews of this awful Family Guy episode or this eh, pretty okay Simpsons episode or anything other thing that we've uh, done, or if you have any things else you'd like to point out to us, uh, contact us on Twitter at BlarneyPod or email us at talkingblarneypod at gmail.com. And we love to hear your feedback, guys. We really do appreciate it. Um, like I said, uh, our last episode, that was entirely down to some, something someone suggested. Yeah. So thank you so much. If you have any suggestions, please send them on. We do read everything. We really appreciate it. And, you know, without your help, we don't find excellent things like that to review, which are exactly what we're looking for. So for me, it's goodbye. One thing that I was trying to highlight to you, Rob, if you would like to tell a friend just to help us build up the podcast, that would be absolutely oh, fantastic right. and we'd be very appreciative of you for doing that. Uh, it's goodbye for me and goodbye from Rob. We'll see you next week. Cans. <laughs>